What's going on, Need to Know family? We are back on another edition of our one-on-one series here on the Need to Know podcast. As you can see in the visuals, it's just me today, Alex, Reggie, and Dev. Uh, I gave them the day off to take some time to breathe. Uh, And I wanted to actually do this alone because this episode is super special to me. It's super important. Uh, one of my guys, right? He, he believed in me before anybody else did. I can vividly remember um, myself kind of struggling to find my footing in this media space. And I needed an interview, right? And as an upcoming journalist, as somebody who's trying to like get their footsteps in media, it's tough to get those interviews from people that you actually like their music and you like their character and you see the momentum behind them. Uh, this gentleman, he's also special to me because not only did he believe in me as a journalist, but as a podcaster, he joined me on, uh, I want to say episode 16 of the need to know podcast. You can go back and check out my episode with him, myself and Alex, uh, no further ado, rapper, mover, hustler, creator. He shakes, he, he, he makes things happen in the streets. My guy, Dro Hef, what's going on, Dro? I appreciate you, my G. Yeah, Beautiful man. intro. So likewise, the feeling's mutual. Of course, of course. I've been watching you for a long time, man. We, you know, we've been kicking it. We got a personal relationship. Yep. Also, just seeing you as an artist. Thank you for being here on the podcast. Thank you for and, having And moving me. the way that you're doing. Thank you. Appreciate you, you. You have a project that you just dropped, yes, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Head high, eyes open. Yes, sir. September 15th, drop that. It's out now everywhere, all platforms. Yeah, talk talk to me a little bit about that, just the title of it. Just from the title alone, it kind of catches you, right? Yeah. Uh, going back to me knowing you and knowing how you move and, you know, your, your work ethic when it comes to this music. You've been resilient, bro. Thank you. you. you you've seen the ups, the downs. Right. I've known you work with uh, Dave East. I know you got other, you know, collaborations of artists that are a little bit more uh, familiar to the audience. Uh, but talk about the project, the title of it, and how you kind of got here today. So the uh, the project, Head High Eyes Open, the title came about um, back when I was like in ninth grade, I say. My homie, Stanley Earl Davis, um, he was locked and I sent him a kite. On the kite back, one of the last things he wrote to me was keep your head high and eyes open. Mm. You know, some of the shit we spoke in in the letter and shit. Mm -hmm. That's one of the last things he said to me. He ended up passing away right after passing, uh, right after graduating from high school and shit. R.I.P. to him, you know what I'm saying? So that shit always stuck with me, you know what I'm saying? Looking at that letter and seeing those last words be keep Mm -hmm. your head high and eyes open. And to me, that's deeper than just even, you know, him telling me that because it really just symbolizes like if you down in anything in life you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying keep your head high and your eyes open yeah, yeah. you stay you stay the course head high eyes open paying attention making sure mm-hmm. that you on your shit on your grind yeah and if you in the streets you already know that's the type of time you gotta be on so yeah i feel like that's a universal saying even if you don't say it you right. know what i'm saying like when you move in when you're trying to create music and like you said especially if you come from the streets if you come from a certain background uh you and i we come from the same neighborhood right so despite you know some of the elevation and the growth like niggas know what time it is where we come from you right. know people here long island shout out to long island uh, i can't do an interview without showing love to li unless alex were like he might fight me you know what I mean? huh. like he really reps long island strong to the death so you know being that you and i are both from long island a lot of people hear it and it throws a stigma on our name right. it, it puts something on there like we come from money right like it's it's all picket fences and everybody got land and like no the part that we come from in most parts of long island not most parts pockets certain pockets right. in long island it, it it can go down 
Every every place has that, you know, those those places within, you know what I'm saying? It ain't always sweet everywhere. And I second what you're saying, you know what I'm saying? There's towns in, in, in LA that, that get crazy. Mm-hmm. And, and there's towns that don't, you know what I'm saying? But that's anywhere. Like. And then you know what's messed up, right? So now it's an uphill battle for mo- mainly creators, right? Black uh, creators of color, right? right? We get the issues. It's, it's like a two for one. One, you're, you're from Long Island. Right. And so you get that stench on you. Everybody from everywhere else in New York is like, oh, you're from Long Island. You this, you that. You don't know this. You don't know that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, no, it really is fucked up out here. Like the opportunities are scarce. Right. People don't really want to kind of network. People don't know how to network. Um, being so far from the city and what's happening in like the Brooklyn's and the Queens and whatever Harlem, everywhere is shaking. It's like it's an uphill battle trying to get out of that circle of like what Long Island kind of forces you to be. 100%. I feel like a lot of people look at LA as like corny. And I don't know if that's because, you know what I'm saying, the the people that's in the forefront of it mm-hmm. make it seem that way or what it is. But it's not like that. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. There's, there's real thorough people. There's real people like you. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? That that come from there and, and chase what they want. Yeah. Nah, that's a fact. Um I want to actually get into one of the records, right? Let's let's do this at the top. Uh, I know the intro for me, so I don't know if you noticed. I got killed on Twitter and in my personal life. I normally listen to albums on shuffle, right? Okay. You don't got to fight me. <laughs> I respect everybody's art the same. But I have friends who create, and they're like, yo, fam, if I make a project, I want it done or listen to in the sequence that I put it in. It makes sense. I get it. Like, Mm -hmm. if you listen into the podcast, I don't want you to go to episode 45 and then try to, like, decide, oh, is this, that? No, no. Listen to it in the sequence that it's supposed to. Um, So for me, right, uh, we we spoke about some of the songs on here, and I'm a real big fan of Vogue. But I want to start with the outro, because I think the outro really encompasses you as an artist, uh, your penmanship, your storytelling. And I think that's a lost art in, in rap today. So if you want to throw the heads on, headphones on, this is the title track. So on this joint, basically, like, the first verse, I'm sending them another kite. My homie that passed, mm-hmm. second verse, anybody going through some hard times, hard mm-hmm. shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? The yeah. verse was for you. So yeah. I mean, it's a little, this, this whole project's personable to me and what, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? What I represent and shit. Go ahead, nigga. Show not to sleep on you. My head high, eyes open. Every time I ride. Head high, eyes open. I'm just trying to survive. My head high, eyes open. Blessed to be alive. Head high, eyes open. RP my God. Mm. RP my god, they took him way too soon. Just 18, nigga. Mama couldn't see you bloom. 18. Crazy. Nuts, bro. Fresh out of high school, just graduated. That shit was so beautiful. For me, I'm just trying to stay as true and real to the code. So when I hear this, it kind of. You know what? I actually want to go. I'm going to go to verses. I want to go to verses. I want to go to Jada Kiss. Okay. I feel like Jada Kiss. Hmm. He balanced the market in hip-hop again. I feel like there's a scale, right? Uh-huh. Every five years, that scale kind of tips. Right. You get the South. Now it's like drill. Um, you get the auto-tune. It was mumble rap. Like the scale, it goes back and forth. 
And I think, did you watch the verses first off? Yeah. Dipset versus the locks? Yeah, I actually wanted to uh, touch up on that too because last time we spoke, you asked for the top five. And I remember saying that my Absolutely. fifth is kind of like interchangeable. Uh-huh. I had 50 at that time. Now it has to be Jada after seeing that. So okay. I just wanted All to right. put that out there. Actually, the I wanted to recap list. that. Yeah. I, I wanted to do an updated list uh, with you. Okay, I'm glad okay. you took us there. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to your updated list, um, the verses, right? Thinking about that scale, that balance. Um, Going back to the word stigmas, there was a stigma, there was a stench on, you know, rappers from that era like a Jadakiss, um, Styles P, who's one of my favorite rappers, Sheik Loose, that whole group. A lot of people counted them out right. in the verses because it's not flashy, right. because it wasn't, you know, the showmanship. Nobody really expected the showmanship from the niggas who wear Tims and, and, and army fatigues and everything. Whereas Jadakiss show bars still exist. Most definitely. Storytelling, breath control, artistry. There's still art in just the purest form of rap. Most How did that make you feel as one of those artists who's like, you know, you, you, you emphasize your lyrics. You emphasize your storytelling. It's a beautiful thing to see, man. Like, to see that. Because that's the type of shit that made me fall in love with rap. You know what I'm saying? Like, the bars that, that make you go back a week, years later, and be like, oh, shit, that's what he meant. You know mm-hmm, what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the passion behind the bars, the, the realness, the, the grittiness, that's the shit that made me fall in love with hip-hop. So you just seeing it be brought back to the forefront mm-hmm. on, on, on a grand stage like that, it was a beautiful thing. You know what I'm saying? And, and shout out to them because they really did their thing out there. You know Who'd you have going into that versus? Be honest. It's all right. I didn't really have anybody in specific. Okay. I, re- I respect both camps. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I know Dipset. I felt like they possibly had more hits, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I knew that D-Block was really like that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, Jada's yeah, really yeah. really that guy, yeah. and those guys really give it up. Styles P, Sheik, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I've heard verses with them on tracks with Big where I'm like, damn, nah, these dudes is really, you know yeah, what I'm saying? They yeah. really it. So, I didn't really have, I wasn't really choosing sides. I was more interested to just see how I played out as a fan of, of hip-hop. I just mm-hmm. sat back and was like, all right, let's see what happens. You know gotcha. what I'm saying? This is interesting. I like both both of those two clashing and seeing what was going down. So. See, for me, I've done my homework, and it goes back. I remember in our episode, episode 16, um, you spoke about the influence that your brother had on you mm-hmm. and how he introduced you in the rap, in the certain artists. He kind of hand over uh, some of those tapes and CDs, and that's that was your introduction to something that you love and your passion. For me, my father, he introduced me to D-Block early, the locks early, all the Jada Kisses mixtapes, all the Styles piece, everything. So for me... I see what Twitter's saying. And I'm like, yeah, Dipset is cool. They're great. Right. They're great in what they do. But, you know, I just feel like there's a certain respect that has to come with people who have real songs with Big. No made up right. shit. Right. Like he told us. He been, the nigga has been telling yeah. us he's top yeah. five, dead or alive. Right. But I guess he needed the stage to kind of just, you know, go out right. there and prove it. And, and the thing with like Dipset is like, they're they swaggy. You know what I'm saying? That's Harlem. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. a lot of people in that era gravitated to that because it's real New York like swagginess and, and mm-hmm. that type of vibe but like there's a craft and an art that really matters more than yeah. just the fashion and the shit you know what I'm saying and mm-hmm. I, that's why I feel like D-Block had a had an upper hand I also felt like Dipset could have played some better records but that that's yeah. near near here there but that's that you know what I'm saying like that shit went down and it was crazy so with, with verses kind of being so prominent in today's culture and kind of highlighting like rappers right not kind of some of the gimmicks and you know some of the people that fade out or who just don't care about the art of rap um, you must feel like you're in a pretty good position in this climate today listening to some of the music that you have you know that just uh, dropped on your album 
Yeah, most definitely. I just personally, I feel like um, I put my heart and soul into this shit, and if if there was ever an opportunity for me to do a versus, I'd feel bad for the person on the other side because it's mm-hmm. like I know what I'm spitting is mm-hmm. is real shit. And when you spit that real shit, people gonna feel that shit because they relate. They go yeah, through it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But feelings. People. Everybody go through feelings. You know what I'm saying? So, so I know you know verses have been some of the the legacy acts, right? Some of the mm-hmm. rappers right. who had their moments, who had their runs. Even artists just open it up outside of rap. Is there a way for us to conduct? Uh, a versus on a different scale with a different gauge. You know what I'm saying? People who may not be familiar with your music, other artists' music, is there a way to put on a showcase of untapped talent? And would that be something you would be interested in doing? I most definitely would. Anything that could, you know, help me get out there more the more is, I'd be most definitely down with doing. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there is a, a, a lane for that. It's just you got to get artists that, are really talking that talk, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Two artists that are really, they on the up and they really doing their thing. They mm-hmm. really touching the people with mm-hmm. their words and shit because once you do that, if you have, that's like the same thing when people ask me like, um, if I do a feature with certain people, you know what I'm saying? And I'm like, yeah, if they going hard with their shit mm-hmm. and you put greatness in a room with greatness, you bound to get a great record, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Fast, so if fast. you put greatness on, 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 on stage with greatness, even though they going verses or you know what I'm saying? Playing records for records, you still gonna get that feel where it's like, yo, if they both ill, mm-hmm. shit gonna work. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot of people would have trouble standing across from you and Dave East record, man. Right. That's still one of the records that when I'm working out, I still throw that on in, in, in my rotation. So shout out to you for for that and and putting in that kind of work. Um, with with Jada Kiss, before we get off Jada Kiss, you said he is now in your top five. Right. Do you remember your top five from episode sixteen? Of course. Can like you four, reintroduce the audience to your top five. Most definitely. Four of them are solidified. I don't I can't say I'll I don't know if I'll ever see them hop off the list, but okay. it's gonna be very hard because I got Hove, Pot, Big, Nas. Number five was 50 because of the impact he had. Like, me just seeing that as a youngin, you know what I'm saying? i never seen somebody break through the game mm-hmm, like that. Mm-hmm. Like, the way 50 came in, bullying shit, just, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? The bars, the group was going crazy, the tracks was crazy, the hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was touching all avenues. But and he had women. Right. Women is very important. Everything. Like, yeah. making sure women are behind your music, behind your brand, behind right. your messaging. Like, still to this day, a lot of people don't understand how 50 didn't get canceled. Right. A lot of that has to do with because of that impact, him bullying for so long and him just being him and having women that fuck with him. Yeah, like, ones. it's a little bit different when you put R. Kelly and 50 Cent in the same... R. Kelly, you know what I'm saying? He got issues with women. Right. 50 Cent, it's a little bit different. So, um, do you ever look at 50? And I know we're going to get to your top five, but do you ever look at 50 and be like, yo... I could see myself pivoting in, in a way that he did with his career because he doesn't make music anymore. It's tough because, like, you mean, like, in the long haul when he... When yeah. He, yeah, in yeah, the long haul, yeah, just most for your career. Like, like, you have to keep your, your, your eyes open and your ears to the street. You know what I'm saying? There's certain shit that you could maneuver your way into. There's certain mm-hmm. things that I'm working on right now that's... Yeah, it has to do with music, but it's more about art with mm-hmm. the music. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to find ways that... Shit, it's like any other thing. When the money dry up and whatever it is you're doing, you got to find another way to make shit work. So it's like, same thing with the music. If the music fall off or if the music, you know what I'm saying, stop hitting how it's supposed to, then you got to adjust to that shit. It's anything in life, man. You got to adjust yeah. and just 
find another way. And 50, 50 did a phenomenal job of that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? All, although the music fell off or whatever the case may be, whatever people want to say, mm-hmm. shit, he's killing it right now with the shows, with, with other aspects of music. And that's big for artists because it opens doors. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like when Pac went into acting. Mm-hmm. You ain't really see artists in, in movies and shit. Now you do. You know what I'm saying? Same shit with 50. I'm sure there'll be people behind him that create in different ways mm-hmm. once the music, you know, slow up. Because everybody has their time and everybody's time runs out. You know what I'm saying? Everybody Absolutely. we've seen, besides kind of Hove, you know yeah, what I'm saying? He kind of yeah, stays yeah. steady Hove being and, that guy. Hove like, and Ye. And Ye. I think Hove and, and Ye, Ye yeah. might be the two where it's like the almost Teflon. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And when nowadays Drake too. And Drake, say, and Drake he, he's moving into that yep. that area. Uh, we also had a conversation about Drake on our last episode, so we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, but just so I can confirm, your top five is Hove, Pac, Pac Nas, Big. Big. Big Nas and then Jada. Big Nas then Jada. I'm, yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a very New York. That's yeah, a very yeah, New yeah. York list. I like. I like a lot of other artists, man. There's okay. a lot of, like I said, that fifth spot was always like kind of interchangeable to me because mm-hmm. there's so many tough artists out there. There's there's the Yays. There's the Wayne. The I think Waynes. I had Wayne on mine. I think I, I think I had Wayne on mine, and I got a little bit of pushback. Wayne's been on the run. That's respectable. Wayne has been Nobody could doubt Wayne being in the five. Okay. That's the thing. Right. Like I yeah, can't yeah, doubt yeah, yeah. those Nobody things does. because his run was so crazy. Like crazy. he's one of the only people to challenge Hove at that top. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like I respect that, and yeah. that's why that fifth has always been like a, a interchangeable thing for me because it's like there's so many great artists that you could put in that 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 spot. That's mm-hmm. like you can't be wrong for shit like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. so, but I, I'm gonna go with Jada because of what he did recently and, and him. Making me feel like hip hop is is back. You know what mm-hmm, I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. to a certain extent, like yeah. the real shit's back. Yeah, I seen um, you know, being that you do have a lot of New York influence, being where you grew up, and the music and the artists that you listen to, um, watching movements like Griselda kind of bring back that feeling. Like I had, I had somebody tell me. I, I want to say this kid was in college. One of my younger brother's friends. He was like, "Yo, man, Benny the Butcher is today's Jadakiss." And now what he meant by that is like, I've never heard a bad Benny the Butcher verse. He comes from a group. Um, he, he seems to be the lead out of that entire group. Like if you kind of wanted to say, yo, if, is there a leader of Griselda? People might point to Benny the Butcher. Um, but the kind of resurgence of Griselda in that, 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 that style of music, those kind of lyrics, um, them kind of reopening a lane. How do you feel about that movement at that time? Um, do you see yourself kind of, Working in that same vein, are, are Griselda people that you look to to be like, you know what, I see what they're doing, I might want to tap in a little bit, or are you just kind of lasered in and, and you just honed in on your own sound, your own vibe? Uh, personally, me, first and foremost, I fuck with the Griselda movement. I fuck with Benny Heavy. I was actually supposed to have him on this project. It just ain't work out that way, which is cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Certain things sometimes don't work out. and You just got to move forward. Mm-hmm. But I fuck with what they're doing, and as far as me tapping into that lane, because I love hip hop so much and, and the roots of hip hop, um, yeah, me and Chrome Chrome Souls, one of my homies, we dropped a project called Never Be the Same. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on that type of vibe, you know what I'm saying? Real like soulful beats, really spitting that talk. And at the same time, though, like I just want people to know that I could kill anything. That's mm. it, you know what I'm saying? If it's that lane, I'm killing it. If it's a record for the females, I'm going to kill it. If mm-hmm. it's a record for the people to go through, you know, struggles and pain, I'm going to kill it. So I just want people to know that, like, anything I touch, 
I'm going to make sure it's done the right way because I respect the craft and I respect the, the roots of hip-hop. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And if I feel like I can't conquer in a certain lane, I might not dabble into it until I feel it's time. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, So I'm going to have my own sound, my, tr my the sound that's true to me, but I, I could also, you know, go into different yeah, lanes and yeah, still yeah. be comfortable, still be good and step toe-to-toe -to -toe with, you know, I feel like a lot of artists and, and, and the industry, period. Like, I feel like New York has had so many different, maybe trends right. over the last few years when it comes to music. Like, A Boogie was New York's voice at some point, right, in the last few years. And then that kind of shifted uh, with Pop Smoke, rest in peace, Pop Smoke. The sound of New York kind of shifted. And now Fabio, I would say he might be one of the, the, the key figures, especially going crazy off that Kanye voice. Yep. How do you feel about that new sound, right? So when you hear these sliders, so Off The Grid came on. Can you turn me up a little bit, Rob? He went crazy on me. This is New York sound now. Like, that's the sound of what New York kind of is right now. Right. With those sliders, the uh, Brooklyn trap, it has that UK influence. You ever thought about dabbling into that sound a little bit? Yeah, I actually have a homie that uh, he wanted me to do some shit like on, on that type of tip. And mm -hmm. I was working on it. I was cooking up and it was hard. I just mm -hmm. never really got around to it because I was working on the project. Okay. All but right. All right. I, I'm definitely, it's still there. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, 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 I, yeah. I could definitely hop into that and, and, and make moves on that type shit. So. Because this sounds like. I remember when I first heard it a few years ago. I'm like, who are these UK niggas? And why the fuck are they going off in the clubs and the girls know? Like, everybody knows this. The slaps. Listen to this shit. It's tough. It's tough. The thing, the thing with me is like, sometimes I don't want to seem like I'm just trying to hop on a trend. You know what I'm okay. saying? I, right. And I want to really respect that that mm -hmm. wave of, mm -hmm. of whatever it is, you know, so I, I got to make sure I do this shit right, but I'm a definitely, I'm, you know, we get, we get that, we get right with that. Most definitely. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm, I'm super, I'm always kind of impressed by how New York evolves when it comes to music. I know Atlanta had a run for a real long time and they still on a run. Mm -hmm. I don't count Atlanta out and their influence, especially, you know, future. Um, 21 Savage just said that future is bigger than Drake in Atlanta. I've seen that. I could believe it. I, I <laughs> like, if too. I go to Atlanta, I, I would think Future is, like, you know, he, he's on the Mount Rushmore of today's rappers, and I guess it sounds a little bit different, so maybe people don't want to give him that respect and that credit. Like, you hear Drake, J. Cole, Kendrick, but it's like, no, Future been doing this for right. a while. Future got the hits, he got the street anthems, he got the features. Like, he, he's one of those artists where I think he kind of gets slept on a little bit. 100% I fuck with Future Heavy Yeah yeah, yeah. Me, me, me too For sure uh, But I think it just goes to Like the sounds of today So I think Who is it I want to say it's Memphis right now Memphis kind of got um, Hip hop and the chokehold yep. Everything that comes out of Memphis It goes And me being ignorant I'm like wait This sounds like some Down south Atlanta shit But it's not mm -hmm. Niggas will let you know Nah this is This camp This affiliation This record label And they kind of running shit right now So uh, being an artist, especially being from New York, um, you're able to kind of camouflage a little bit more uh, and saying, hey, this is not just New York. This is the, New York doesn't have a sound anymore. It's more about the talent that you kind of highlight when you get opportunity to kind of rap on any type of beat, whether it's a trap beat, uh, whether it's uh, the, the UK grime sound or a, a southern sound, whatever it may be. I think New York artists have really adapted well to music over the last few years. Right. 
And you have to, man. Like like I said, man, this game changed. The game moves. And, and if you ain't moving with it, you're going to get left. Nah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Uh, speaking of changing, speaking of moving, I've been listening to your music for a long time. There was this one record that we spoke about a little bit before. I'm going to run this back a little bit. Um, first off, I want to say you are the king. Right? Thank you. On Instagram, you got every Like, it's on lock. I go to my Explore page. I click somebody who looks attractive, and I see... Dro Hef. So when I see that name, I'm like, oh shit, I gotta get the fuck away from this. <laughs> and then I appreciate you. and then you came out with a song like this and you started the song saying, you know what? I don't really do this. Right. But I had to get in my pocket, man. I guess Instagram so made me inspired you. She deserved to be on I, nah, honestly, she this, this song a real life song Shorty too. Like, and this is Vogue, by the way. This is Vogue on this new project. I had a little shorty I was feeling good about, you know what I'm saying? So I said, fuck it. I need a joint for the ladies. We're going we to yeah, talk yeah, that yeah. nice talk, you know what I'm saying? That's it. Like, but it's all from the heart, man, you know? Shit, shit ain't turn out the way with, with the with the yeah. female. But, you know, like, shit, shit don't always turn out the way it's supposed to be. But at the end of the day... page, man. You, you, you good over there. Trust right. me. Yeah, we, you know what I'm saying? Silent sniper shit. This is bold. That lamb truck gold black, yeah Just like your heart, I need that, yeah See my mind lately, been on them stacks, yeah But you bring me back a feeling that I lack, yeah So what's a nigga to do? Shit, I know I ain't perfect, but I try for you Shorty, she a baddie, she deserve to be on Vogue Vogue She don't gotta be exposed Shorty, she a baddie, she deserve to be on Vogue Ain't gotta worry about them hoes, right? Yeah, man, I like, I, I like you in this pocket, too I like the fact that you able to mix it up I like I feel like this project for me as somebody who has been listening to your music it shows the full range of you as an artist. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you've always made me feel your pain and related to what you was going through at the times that you dropped your projects. But this like you said now <laughs> when I do go on Instagram and I see your name under all these beautiful women or whatever have be and they all follow back too by the way so I wish I could can we give them a, a round of applause like that's a hard <laughs> feat God. to do my nigga like normally you follow and it's a one way thing like no I'll be like damn they follow this nigga what the fuck how I get there but no um, yeah so congratulations on that and I, I do like seeing um, you in this spot where the, the, the music translate to your real life you showing different layers of yourself you know right. what I'm saying you kind of you, you giving it up on this project man I'm, I'm really happy and excited for you um with this release thank you brother and I, I just wanted to make sure i touched all bases on this shit while speaking that real talk you know what i'm saying that's probably mm. why it may have taken me a little bit because i have to go through certain experiences to even talk about certain shit mm. so when i was thinking about doing a joint with the you know what i'm saying for the ladies i wanted to do it the right way you know what i'm saying and i wanted mm. to big up female empowerment and, mm. and show how it don't always got to be bitches and hoes and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Like like Pac said, there's bitches and then there's women. Mm -hmm. The women you treat like women, the bitches mm -hmm. you treat like bitches. Even mm -hmm. bitches hate bitches. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So like, That's a wild say. <laughs> but Pac, we feel you, dog. You like, feel I, me? I feel you, my nigga. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to make sure the, the, the real women, you know what I'm saying, that's out here doing, mm -hmm. doing their thing. Got a record that they could go to and feel good about where, yeah, where yeah. a dude talking nice about them. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah. Wanted to make sure I just touched all avenues on this shit and, and had something for a little bit for everybody. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, you definitely got that on here. Um, for me, uh, I kind of want to switch gears a little bit and talk about the marketing and the rollouts and 
you know, how you present the body of work that you work tirelessly on, right? Mm -hmm. So there's been a trend in hip-hop in particular where some of the bigger acts, some of the biggest artists, we spoke about uh, Kanye and, and Drake a little bit at the top of this episode, but everything seems to be a rollout. Right. Everything seems to be some kind of marketing strategy, um, whether it's fake beef, <laughs> whether it's real beef that just dies out after the project comes out. Um, Joyner Lucas, he recently, you know, he called out for he called out Karen Civil okay. saying that she robbed him of sixty thousand dollars. He made this real big spectacle and she may have done it. Right. But it kind of gets questionable when right after you bring all this attention to a real serious situation where artists get robbed, right? Mm -hmm. um, he drops a song with J. Cole. So it kind of looks like a rollout. Right. Uh, and we've seen time and time again, artists just do things like the game. One of my favorite rappers, I, I fuck with the game heavy, bro. Like, I feel like he is so slept on. He's tough. But it's the antics. The outside shit mm -hmm. that kind of knocks him down and not like, bro, for my personal top 10, he would be in my personal top 10. Okay. Right. But I understand anybody who says, yo, he does a lot of cornball shit. He does a lot of corny shit. Right. Same goes for somebody like a Meek Mill. Uh, we all appreciate Meek Mill's art, but everything outside of the music is like, bro, you're doing a lot of weirdo shit. Like, what the fuck? Close Twitter. Stop investing. You're fucking crashing the market. Like, what the <laughs> fuck are you doing? Um, but being an artist in today's climate, where you so you you have to be accessible almost to a fault. How do you feel about rollouts? How do you feel about marketing your stuff? I know you kind of quiet and you just like the music and your skill set talk. Uh, but can you still do that in twenty twenty one? I mean, me personally, like you said, I like to let the music speak for itself. But at the same time, I'm stuck. I guess in the old way of just you put out a video. You know what I'm saying? You get your merch ready. Uh, if y'all can see right now, I got the Timeless Records merch. I started my own label. Um, so I just wanted to roll out with, with punches of shit that actually has to do with my music. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Whether it was the merch, the visuals, um, a teaser of a track. You know what I'm saying? Once the shit dropped, hit them with another visual. I was doing some challenges. You know what I'm saying? Try to get the people involved. Um, I really want to give back to the community. Uh, mm -hmm. The head high is open. I, I went ahead and... Um, created a shirt uh, part of the merch that I dropped with the project and any you know profits that are made off of that I'm trying to put into a scholarship in, in my homie's name uh, to give back to the community so That's shit dope. like that is how I'm trying to be out there I don't want to really be doing fake beefs or, or um, doing falsified shit I want to stay true to myself if there comes to a point where I get to that top level and these are the things that you know I know this is what's grabbing people's attention mm -hmm. I'm not going to you know, I'd rather not sell out to that, but if that's the type of shit that it takes, then, yeah. and it ain't hurting nobody, and, and I'm able to, you know, change families and change the community and change the people's lives around me, then fuck it. You know what I'm saying? We, yeah. we cool with a fake beef. I'll throw some shots some way, you know what I'm saying? And we, we got the records going. But for now, I'm just trying to stay true to myself and hope that the, you know, the people respect that, understand that, and see that I'm about my craft and really fuck with me. Like, I think. What happens with somebody like myself that's a consumer, um, we hold our artists so high to a standard that we don't really hold anybody else to, right? So if you look at sports, every single Monday, there's a new storyline for, for teams, for whatever. Mm -hmm. Like, sports is entertainment, whether yep. you realize it or not. So uh, and, and this week, and I really don't like talking about sports because it kind of dates the content, but just to use an example, 
Um, as soon as Monday came, Tom Brady playing at New England is the storyline of the week. Hell yeah. You I feel see, me? Bro. And everything is about him going back to New England. Yep. Mind you, he's probably going to beat the shit out of yep. that team. So it's nothing to really talk about, but it's a storyline for entertainment value. Yep. And you see it all every single year with LeBron James and Kyrie Irving and then uh, Russell Westbrook. Like They build these storylines where, as in hip-hop and rap, we don't really give you that room to have storylines. It's either you are who you are or you're not. Right. And so there's an element of entertainment that the consumer just doesn't acknowledge. So when you say, yo, I'll throw some shots here and there, I see it as entertainment. Some might see it as, oh, why they faking beef? But for me, it's like, no, this is a part of what, you know, this, this culture is, what creating is, what building a storyline is. Right. A lot of this shit, I started to realize, like, it's, it's really WWE. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, it's... You got to put on a show for the people, and that, mm -hmm. that's that's what's going to keep the ratings in. That's what's going to keep mm -hmm. the pockets filled. That's what's going to keep you, you know what I'm saying, impacting yeah. people's lives that you care about. So I understand that. I just, I don't know, no antics have fallen my way to be moving like that. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. I right now I'm just staying true to me, but shit, I understand this shit's entertainment too, you know what I'm saying? Like, Absolutely. So I, maybe that's a pocket I got to get mm -hmm. a little better at, you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying, trying to find a way to keep people entertained mm -hmm. and, and Besides the music, you know what I'm saying? Keep their eyes on me besides the music because once they hear the music, they're going to love it. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So. Absolutely. Are there any other records on here that you kind of want to highlight that you want to uh, discuss and or have some of the people here? Uh, yeah, Come and Go for sure. Come and Go? Yeah, that's tough. Um, that I wrote and cooked up when uh, I came back from Cali. had one of the craziest trips ever. Um, and this is some California real pain. Yeah, I... Um, actually met one of the biggest artists in the, in the music industry and was able to pass him my shit yeah? off that trip. Yeah, Drake. Word. Phenomenal Oh, so you dude, chopped man. it up with Drake? Yeah, bro. Yeah, crazy. Oh, so you was moving. Like, your yeah. Instagram life transferred into, like, your real life. Nah, most definitely. Okay, that. Right. It's always like that. And it, it happened by chance. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to sit here and say that I was, you know, meant to be in that room. It's like God put me there, bro. Like, mm -hmm. the reason that I even went to L.A. was to shoot the Vogue video. Mm -hmm. Went by myself. You know what I'm saying? I had a, a beautiful woman out there that, that was willing to shoot. She's cool with me. She fucked my music. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And um, while I'm out there, I end up just... One of my homies, bro, I haven't even spoken to this dude in years, bro, mm -hmm. but the respect is always there. We used to shoot hoops back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. He does security now, and he was doing it for Playboy Cardi, and he, was, he just see me out there moving. And he was like, yo, if I can get you in a, in a situation where I could, you know, have you pull up, we're going to do that. And but you know, with happened. timing, that's yeah, what happened. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? After I shot the video, next day I went had had uh, dinner with, with Shorty that was in the video, mm -hmm. and um, my homie hit me up. Yo, we at this party. You know, if it gets lit, I'll let you know. But mm -hmm. boom, hour later I go back to the hotel, he hits me up, go to the party. Shit was cool, cool vibes. Cardi's cool. He introduced me to his people, cool people. Smoked a blunt with him. Mm -hmm. Fucking house was, was beautiful as fuck. My first time in L.A., bro. I'm, Word. It was oh, crazy. So your first time in L.A. It's my first time in L.A., Playboy bro. Cardi and Drake. First time in Sheesh. LA, bro. LA stream, you good? You Yo, might have to, I was thinking, to make a shit. <laughs> nah, I'm not going to lie. I was thinking about changing scenery for real. Because yeah, I was like, yo, man. if I'm here for four days and I'm all this Moving shit like is happening. This. like, yeah, bro. What the fuck would happen if I'm here full time? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Shit really had me thinking. But yeah, man, I was able to um, keep a long story short. Drake ended up walking in randomly. So imagine you at a party. First time in LA, you high. You mm -hmm. sipping a little something because they have free drinks and shit. And next thing you know, this nigga just walk in, one of the biggest That's people crazy. in the world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But 
bro, to see how he moved. I'm not even a Drake kind of guy, and I don't want to sound like, you know what I'm saying, a fan or anything, but the, the dude moves in a way that if I was in that position, I would love to be moving like that. Like, he felt, it felt like, you look at him and you would think, like, he was comfortable. He felt good in his skin. Mm-hmm. He was making bitches laugh, saying what up to, to people in the spot. You know what I'm saying? He, he just looked like a regular person. So when things like that happen, I'm of the belief that everything happens for a reason. Right. Everything happens for a reason. So if by happenstance, you just go to L.A., right. first trip, yep. dolo. Crazy. And right? Like I said, the reason I'm even out there is shorty that... Mm-hmm. We doing the video with I had met her a couple years ago before in Miami mm-hmm. on some random shit too. Mm-hmm. Club live. I'm with a couple co-workers at that time, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We chilling. Joint walks in beautiful as fuck. She with a whole nother nigga, bro. Mm-hmm. Into Club Live. Nah, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you Instagram is Yo. not alive, people. Instagram is not alive. Follow Joe F. <laughs> and then watch the algorithms just change dramatically. <laughs> hey, man. For the better. For the better. For the better. That's a fact. So <laughs> I mean, I, I chopped it up with her when I got the chance. And um, you know, we ended up chopping it up, nothing crazy. She mm-hmm. ended up really fucking with my music once she seen I did music and she seen that I was really like Exactly. Uh, artists, yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, exactly. Not just these other new people that's coming up and shit. Mm-hmm. She seen I was really an artist. She respected the craft, respected the hustle. And yeah, once I did the, the record for the ladies, I was mm-hmm. like, yo, you know what? Let me reach out. Boom, mm-hmm. reached out, and we made that happen. But yeah, you, you should probably take some of those signs as, you know what? Maybe I should move a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? Like, Most if definitely. you can, uh, just network because I think. You know, the universe has a funny way of showing us where we're supposed to be, even when we don't know. So for you to be in a position where, like, a Drake story is crazy crazy to have. You know what I'm saying? To say, like, I got to really see how he moves. Every time I've met anybody um, of of success, right? Anytime I've I've been able to take something from them. Every single time, every single person. Like, even from Nicki Minaj, who's a woman. But to see a superstar operate that she the way that she did, like I'm able to take something from that if and when I ever get to that level. Or just implement it on the level I'm at. You know what I'm saying? So for you, I think hopefully you kind of saw that as an opportunity to be like, you know what? Maybe I should move a little bit more. Maybe I should just kind of go out. And even if it just happens to be a, a random night like it was for you running in a Drake and Playboy Cardi, like Playboy Cardi has a lot of placements on a lot of Kanye West project you know what i'm saying like it's 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 a dope circle to kind of be in and just to feel that energy like you said you we all got goals we all kind of want to get to where we want to be and when you around some of the biggest artists in the world there's nothing like it's not even about being a fan or a groupie it's like no i respect what that person has done to get to where they are you know what i'm saying so um i I hope you do kind of start moving and shaking a little bit more because clearly something you you some people just get touched you know what I'm saying? Some yeah. people just, that shit don't happen, fam. Know. You know, like that, it, that shit does not just happen. So uh, shout out to you. Thank That's you, super brother. dope. You know what I'm saying? I, I can't wait to hear more stories like that. Uh, before we get up out of here, I do want to play uh, your record, Come and Go. And then you could talk to us a little bit about this record on the project. I kind of touch up on uh, the LA trip on this yeah. in, the, in the, the beginning of the verse. I'll let y'all hear though. You know what I'm saying? And I said that right there because I feel like, yo, I've been doing this shit for so long that, like, 
I've seen so many artists just come and go. People mm-hmm. that I used to get compared to or spoken mm-hmm. about in the same breath, they ain't here no more. That's how I feel about podcasting. You, know like, you gotta, yeah. you outlive that <laughs> shit. If you really about your shit, you outlive it. Yeah. Like. Facts. Eight years up in the game, I learned a lot, ain't shit the same. Went from there's not much to gain to rooms that's filled with fame. Looked him right up in the eyes and hope he felt my pain. Cause if a nigga feel your pain, then your life could change. Listen to the rain. Like shit, I ain't gotta entertain. Just trying to have you feel these verses all up in your veins as I'm packaging this dope, expanding all across the plains. I'm riding around in foreign whips, designers in them chains. But it's always on my brain, them shits don't mean a thing. Cause when you come and go, you can't bring none of them things. Mm. But these haters hating for it. Trying to end my reign. I don't want to turn it off. Understand the struggles to obtain. <laughs> I don't want to turn it off. When we trying to win. Rob, turn it up. All the risks and take my body. Rob, turn it up. Cause I'm falling down now, <laughs> but I got a pen. Had my own blood trying to down a nigga pen. God damn, bro. You can feel like if you're listening, you can feel that shit. Yeah, you can feel that shit, bro. You make like the music is dope. The music, the artistry is dope. The messaging is dope, man. Like. This project is is really fucking good, man. It's really it, fucking good. Like really. you got everything for everybody, right. and I think staying true to who you are and accomplishing that is no easy feat. You said you've been doing this for eight years. Like it sounds like you've been doing it for eight years. Right. You know what I'm saying? You yeah. you can hear it. I, I heard the growth, um, and it's it's dope, man. I, I really do appreciate you coming by and chiming it up about this project. Most definitely, brother. I thank you for having me. The Need to Know podcast, man. Y'all family. You know what I'm saying? Facts. And, facts. And, we, we gonna get it man nah, Absolutely so, Absolutely Where can everybody find you at You can look in this camera Right there and let them know uh, You can find me on Instagram At Dro Hef On Twitter At Dro A1 Hef uh, I have my own site up right now It's www.timelessrecordsww.com uh, You could find all the music on there You can find some visuals You can find photos You can find merch That's a one stop shop If you're trying to find me here See a little bit more about me You know what I'm saying I have an about section A contact section Everything You could You know what I'm saying Reach me there You collaborating with artists? Yeah Most definitely okay. uh, On this project I have a tough record With uh, Maui Mac He's the only feature mm-hmm. on there Shout out to Maui Mac most Long Island Stand tall Long Island shit You know what I'm saying He's tough He's moving He's doing his thing uh, like I said I got a collab project With Chrome We dropped that earlier this year mm-hmm. So that's already Two projects for the year Me and Chrome already Got another one done And shit I got Like two more done For myself You know what okay. I'm saying I just want to push This one first And Absolutely. we gonna get moving But uh, yeah man I Red Room Those are dudes from LI as well Going going crazy I just was in the studio With them like Two nights ago mm. And we cooked up some heat Man I'm willing to work As long as I see That the per- the person On the other side Is mm-hmm. really about their shit And about their craft And putting in that time And that pain That's We gonna put about. in We gonna put in some pain together And we gonna make a classic You know what yeah. I'm saying That's what it's about bro um, Again I appreciate you pulling up The Most album definitely. The the music is tough It matches Stay the same Thank you again Episode 16 If y'all wanna go back And listen to that episode uh, This is when we We were super early In the game But Dro Like I said He believed in us He believed in the podcast Believed in Alex Believed in everything That we doing uh, in this studio, as you can see, it's, it's a lot different. Yeah, we, man, we've ele- elevated, so thank you for kind of just always tapping in with me and being like, yo, bro, like, I, I see you. Shit, you know what I'm saying? Thank definitely, you. bro. And if, if we could get a round of applause for y'all, man, because like he said, shit, episode 16, I seen, I seen the vision, you know what I'm yeah, saying? I believed in y'all the yeah. same way y'all believe in me, Facts. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's a beautiful thing that we could still come together, still talk this hip-hop shit, still talk always. that real talk. And, always. And, and, 
you know, reach out to more people. Always, my guy. I appreciate you again. Uh, as always, it is the Need to Know Podcast. You can follow us everywhere. If you aren't familiar with us, that is the Need to Know Pod. I go by the name Savon. It's what you need to know, when you need to know, on the Need to Know Podcast. God willing, we will be back next week. This is our third or fourth installment of our interview series. But y'all can just tap in wherever, man. We here with it. It's the Need to Know Podcast. We're going to head on out Try to, tell me I ain't to that come and go. Such and such. Go pick up that album. It's on all up. DSPs. I got the heart of a lion. The Long Island stand up. Dro Hef stand up. We appreciate you, my brother. Shit like Love. Life, we out of here, y'all. I'm in the jungle. I ain't thinking about dying. Cause where I'm from, some niggas go missing. I'm in the hood and all my gold dripping. Look, differences, you see, I really get it. Really fuck on these bitches, y'all love and really sweating. Really moving lambs in them hells like old shepherds.